You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. Well, hey, we're back for another great episode of the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. We are so excited that you are here with us today, and we are going to be talking about year-end campaigns. Yeah. Uh, Jim? This, this is, is a very this, exciting topic. Oh, I, I can't tell you. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I yeah. just, uh, I, too many organizations miss the opportunity of year-end giving. Yep. They wait until the last minute. Classic that they miss the opportunity of planning and getting an early jump on this. I still talk to yeah. ministries last year at year-end that were trying to get their letter out on December 20th. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, oh man, man, what did you miss? Yeah. So I'm excited about it's this. It's pretty early in the season. I mean, yeah. why are we talking about it so early? Yep. Yeah. Well, I, planning ahead is so vital. I, it you There used to be a time when you could get your letter out mid-December. Then that moved to the first couple weeks uh, of December. Yeah. Even then right after Thanksgiving immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Then it came just before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then it came the week before <laughs> Thanksgiving. Right. And now we're we're doing a number of mailings and emails yeah. starting the first week of November because mentally that's where people yeah. are at now. And if you're not doing that, you are missing out on a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, for some reason I uh, I remember a time where Thanksgiving had its own thing. Now oh, now we've right. seen turkeys and Santa Claus all mixed oh, together. I know so exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if someday Santa Claus came out before turkey. Right, you know, or, right, right, right. But well, <laughs> I mean, it used to be that they'd even wait at least until Halloween was over with. <laughs> right. Now you know you're getting you're right. You're getting uh, skeletons and Christmas trees <laughs> in September. So right. yeah, yeah, it's just it's it, getting kind of crazy. It is, yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it is important to plan ahead and right. we want to do our best to help you guys yeah. plan ahead. Yeah. Uh, we actually have something special prepared for you. So if you wouldn't mind, you know, sticking to the very end, we're going to have a special offer for you. It's free. We're not going to ask for any money, but we have prepared a little, um, PDF download for you that is going to help you to be very prepared. Uh, it will give you all the outline of this lesson and hopefully help you to be a lot more on top of your Giving Tuesday. So definitely stick around to the end. You don't wanna miss that. And while you're sticking around, uh, subscribe to our podcast because we have weekly episodes coming out. Uh, we want to help you guys get fully funded. We want to help you get all your tools around your tool belt so that you are fully equipped to pull out your Swiss Army knife and your hammer and know how to use everything at the right time. And that's why we exist. Yeah, right? absolutely. He's Jason Galzinski, 20 years of experience in creating software that mm -hmm. came along and helped nonprofit organizations. Together, I'm Jim Dempsey, 38-year veteran with Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ, together, 60 years of experience that we have to provide information and resources to help you get fully funded. Yeah, and what we mean by fully funded, there's a little bit of confusion around that sometimes. Absolutely. What we mean by fully funded is not just uh, hitting your budget or whatever. What we actually mean is We're we want- Barely we, getting by. Yeah, we, we want you to dream. Right. We want you to think about where you could be in three to five years. And we want to help you hit those dreams. And we have a ton of resources available to you. We even have some online courses available to you to help you hit those dreams. 
Right. And this is one of the tools. Yeah, this is one of the is. ways we do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's dive right into this, Jason. The, the key elements right now, we're gonna talk about really four key components of the year-end strategy. The first one includes list segmentation, and we're gonna, we're gonna unpack these all in just a few minutes, but we're talking list segmentation. Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna go to? Yeah. What, what are the prime people? This could be an all, a time where you go out to everyone, but you wanna make sure, you certainly wanna go to your current people, but are there some potential, some what would I call prospects or suspects that we'll go to? Mm-hmm. You'll wanna talk, we're gonna talk a little bit today about some of the marketing elements, mm-hmm. email, um, email marketing, direct mm-hmm. mail. We're gonna also talk about Giving Tuesday and the benefit of Giving Tuesday. Yep. Then following up on some of those mailings and emails with phone calls, mm-hmm. and of course, then coming up on the tail end with those and targeted visits to our major donors, especially that critical few, right. that 20% that bring in 80% of the dollars. That's gonna be what we're gonna unpack today in this lesson. Sounds good, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the importance of asking. This time of year couldn't be any more important, Jason, yeah. uh, for a nonprofit organization. You'll yeah. find that somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 to, to even as high as 60% yeah. of nonprofit giving comes in those last three months of the year. Yeah. Now you may be thinking, okay, wow, wow you're, we're watching this way earlier than November. Yeah. And you know, this is, this is kind of strange doing this, but because it's such an important time of the year, such an mm-hmm. important element, I want you to get out ahead of this. And I am always encouraging those nonprofit organizations that talk with me about this. I, they'll, I'll get calls all the time. When should we start year end? And I'll, I'll get them thinking even as early as the first week of October about this, because yeah. there's going to be some preparation. We've got to think about what do we want to raise money for? Uh, we've talked about in the past as a great example is we want we're a pregnancy center we want to raise money for an ultrasound Mm -hmm. machine but we also want to talk about helping to fund the salary of a technician and equipment materials and things they need to get that you want to come up with what's going to be your campaign for the year that might be $150,000 or more that you hope to raise with that you want to find out what that is what your cause is what what you want to target your year-end campaign and that can take two to three to even four weeks of preparation time yeah. to get all that together before you kick off your yeah. first campaign on Yeah, that. we talk a lot about the three accelerators uh, that right. we use for yes. our vision dinner strategy, right. and we can do a similar type of thing with the year-end campaign, right, where we're dreaming yeah. about yeah. what yeah. it is that we want to do. And yes. I'm assuming we want to be specific yes. in how we target or how we present yeah. those dreams. Well, you've talked about the SMART goals in the past. What are those SMART goals? Yeah, we want to have a specific measurable, obtainable, relevant, time-based goals. Exactly right. And so it's so important. We don't want to assume that people know what our needs are. I have have a year-end story that I tell so often over the years where I had someone who for 15 years gave me the same dollar amount at year-end. I sent a letter, they sent money. I sent a letter, they sent money. One year I got busy at year end. I thought 15 years that they've been giving me this, certainly they're gonna realize that I still have needs. Well, 
by February, it finally sunk in. Wow, I didn't get a gift from this person. I reached out to him to find out. He said, well, Jim, I didn't get a letter from you, so I assumed that you didn't have any needs. As, as a missionary, as someone who is in a nonprofit organization, we never not have needs, right. but that's what people thought. So we wow. can't assume that people just know that we have yeah. a need. We need to put it out there right. and move towards that. Well, that makes sense. Yep. I mean, people are just usually not thinking about their local whatever right. on the street. You right. Know, they're... They yeah. usually have their own thing going. Well, as busy. much as we would like them to be thinking about us every day, unfortunately, yeah. they're not. And they need to be reminded about that. That's why too many nonprofit organizations, Jason, are worried about bombarding or worrying about reaching out to people too often. Unfortunately, they're not thinking about us yeah. as much as we would like to think they are. Yeah. And so um, just I like to that. I mean, I my wife is kind of like that sometimes, you know, where <laughs> she'll be like, aren't you emailing people too much or aren't you? And like. Like, well, they can just delete it. Sure. They can always unsubscribe. Absolute, they could always throw the letter right. in the trash. Like, That's right. I would rather get them a letter right. and have them throw it in the trash right. than, right. you know, not get them a letter and potentially risk, you know, them right. not knowing. So right. I always like take the assumption that people want to know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's our job to remind them. Like right. we're just reminding right. them yeah. that yeah. we yeah. exist yeah. because people forget. Yeah. Generally, know? I find they want to know more. And if they want to know less, they can, like you said, they can delete or unsubscribe. That's exactly yeah. right. So, well, let's dive into the next element, which is really list segmentation. I talked about this earlier. We really want to target who it is that we want to challenge. And you want to make sure that you have a different strategy for for each one of those those particular individuals. And so you wanna make sure that we are targeting to the right people. Certainly we've got our critical few and we will have a very special approach to them, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But then you've got your masses, those individuals who it's that 80% that give 20% of the dollars. You wanna make sure you've got a strategy for them, Mm -hmm. but you also wanna make sure that you've got a strategy for your suspects and your prospects. What do we, how are we gonna come to them a little bit differently. And so yeah. now you may think, well, I'm a small organization. It's very hard for me to target my audiences. That's fine. Do the best job that you can. Mm-hmm. It may be that every letter you do is dear friend. Yeah. But if you can target some of those that your critical few are at least dear Jennifer and Jason or J- dear Jim and Diane, but mm-hmm. you may just have to make everyone dear friend and that's okay too but that list segmentation side of things is so important to where we're at yep yep okay well what's the next thing that we got to be well the next thing we need to talk about is that we want to create a special appeal for suspects (laughs) and prospects so we want to make sure are there individuals that at this time of the year it might be a great time to reach out to them we've found over the years that through most of the year it just isn't that cost effective to go out to people who have either never given to us or give very little to us it's it's not cost effective so you'll want to do what we call segmenting your list you'll want to set aside and segregate those people who are prospects and suspects and set them aside and Focus in on your current donors. Those are individuals who've given within the last 12 months 
any amount of money within those last 12 months. At this time of the year, this might be a really good time because of the giving mood, the atmosphere of the giving spirit that you do want to target your prospects and suspects. And these people generally are going to need something that's going to pull them in a little bit quicker. So you want to make sure that you've got a story that really, really grabs a hold of them Mm -hmm. and that uh, it really helps to get them plugged in. Well, I always like to say... uh, hook story offer absolutely right? so hook them in with a great lead tell a great story and then give them great opportunity to participate in the ministry right absolutely yep so these are the kind of people that you do want to send a dear friend letter to them mm-hmm. you don't have to spend a lot of time generally your letters that you're going to do are going to be about one to two pages we've all seen the four and five page letters go out to people but i think you can really be very succinct in your letter tell them a good story like you said hook them in, yeah. tell them a good story, share the opportunity, and then challenge them to give. And you can do that. It's pretty difficult to do it in one page, but you can do it. I generally will focus in on two front pages, and front and back for these prospects and suspects. When we get to the current donors and critical few, we'll look at a different approach for them, but front and back, and you could Take that into Kinko's. Uh, probably wouldn't be something you do on your photocopier in your in your office if you've got one, but you could definitely take it into Kinko's and yeah. get that done. I've gotten some of those letters that are three or four pages long, and I typically just don't even read them because right. I'm not a reader type person, anyways. Yeah. But yeah. when I just see like tons of text, yeah, I just don't even you know, right. Right. It's interesting, like psychologically, uh, you know, and this might give some insight into some of the younger generation, because I know the younger generation is more like focused on visuals. Right. But you can even be visually appealing with your text, like the way that you space out the text, Sure, you know, having more paragraphs or having, um, shorter paragraphs, shorter paragraphs, having, you know, maybe a photo in Mm -hmm. there that like text wraps around, right. Like any way that you can make text look more appealing or even having like you know one sentence that's really big that stands out you know and you have the other text go around that right right you know those are the kinds of things that uh if i see something visually appealing it draws me in and makes me want to read it because i'm especially if one or two sentences pop out at me right that kind of hooks me in i'm like oh what's this about and then i'm I'm more willing to read it that's right if i just get a letter of like three pages of straight text and it's just just laid out like block, yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm just oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't have time yeah. to, I don't yeah. even know what this Absolutely. is about. Don't care. <laughs> well, you've really, you know, hit on a, an important element, which is how, how a good, direct mail or a good appeal letters written and we've done a few podcasts on that so i yeah. would encourage our listeners to yeah. go out there and check out the podcast on the content yeah. of a good letter and so those are yeah just go to important. our um go to our youtube channel and go just look up fundraising masterminds podcast and then you can search our youtube channel and just type in fundraising letter and you're gonna find yeah i think we did two podcast episodes right on how to write a good fundraising right. letter it's great points in there that yes, we talked about. I know so. that you can learn. Now, once again, in this particular area, there's no right or wrong when we talk about length of letters, because one of the things we find, shorter letters, you get more responses, longer letters, you get bigger dollars. Yeah. So, you know, there you've got to 
you've got to kind of weigh both those and test to see what your audience is. But we are finding, like you said, as the donor base gets younger, the shorter letters tend to work better. Mm -hmm. Let's look at, we'll talk about appeals to our current partners at this point in time. Now, this is when you want to get a little bit more specific, more targeted in your approach to these people. These are kind of people that if you could start to focus in on the the dear Jennifer and Jason kind of a letter and the written more towards the the person themselves find out you know who is your target person your target audience if it's a a female 45 to 55 you're you're targeting more and you're you're using their past giving as a way to approach them so in other words you could offer a range such as If if this segment of your audience generally is going to be giving gifts of $500 or less, you could put out there, you know, a gift for a gift of $100, $250, or $500. You could take what their highest gift is and put that in the middle. So would you consider a gift of $250, $500, or perhaps even $1,000? So you can target the giving ranges depending See, on um, your capability and what you can do. <laughs> That's a yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you want to you really want to use the the beauty of having your current partners is those individuals give you some indication. When we talk about going into challenge and have visits with major donors, that's one of the things we'll talk about mm-hmm. is using their past giving as a as a springboard and at least a, an indicator for you of mm-hmm. how much to ask. So that's important. Now next approach our next area is appealing to our major donors. Owners. And those people, once again, we've talked about this a million times, but it's that critical few, that 20% that brings in 80% of your dollars. These are the very targeted letters. And I can tell you that if you are a small nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. and right now you're currently totally overwhelmed by what I'm talking about in mm-hmm. getting letters out to people, and you are just saying, I'm barely able to get a letter out. If that's all you can do is get a letter out, this is the group that you're going to want to go to. You're going to want to go to that critical few because yeah. this is this is where you're going to have your biggest bang for your buck. Well, and I mean, I don't know if you like this idea or not, but there's a great resource available to you now in 2023 and beyond uh, that we like to call ChatGTP. Uh, it's, it's an open AI program that helps you to write you know, it's a it's a writing it's a language writing tool, um, and it's it's really great because you can it's free first of all, but you can go in there and you can use it to help you uh, write quickly. You know, right. so you might be able to say something like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a homeless shelter. I'm trying to write a year end appeal. Um, I would like to write a story about Johnny that is homeless, and you can kind of feed it some information. And you can kind of tell it what to do, almost like you're talking to an assistant. And then it will spit out like right. a letter, right. you know, that's written really nice. And right. you could even, you know, once you've, once it's spit out a letter, you can, you can, it's contextual. So yeah. you can, right. you can say like, um, well, I like this, but you know, could you reword it to be more like this? And right. it'll just reward it. Right. You right. Know? But you can use that as a tool yes. to have like a starting point. Right. Right. So you Absolutely. don't have to feel the pressure. Cause I know I get starting over, from scratch. I yeah. get overwhelmed starting from scratch right, and sometimes right. it's nice if you had an assistant with right, you and right. you said hey i want you to take a stab at writing yeah, a letter that yeah. has these points in it right you know just think of open
open AI as your personal assistant, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. it could give yeah. you something to start with. Right. You can right. cut that and paste it into Word yeah. and then just, you know, tweak it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's always easier to edit than it is to start from scratch. And that's a great tip to start from scratch. Yeah. Now, I know there's some in our audience that AI just scares yeah, people to probably death. probably cringing. They're yeah, like, oh, exactly. Like what are they talking about? <laughs> is this the mark of the beast? And so, <laughs> no. but, uh, but, but we, but I would say venture into that and at least uh, yeah. test that if you need I mean, I just, need I just see it as a tool, oh, you know, back when, they, right, when the internet came out back yeah. in the nineties, people thought that was the mark of the beast. Right. And, yeah. Uh, then, you know, there's always, <laughs> we, we tend to be afraid of technology. We don't understand yeah, something new. Right. Um, but I just see it as, um, it's like Siri. Right. But it just, it has the ability to understand contextual things. Right. And right. It, it's a really great tool for helping with writing. So the next element then off that is <laughs> that once you've got those letters that are going out the door or emails and or emails, because I'd always recommend uh, if you're able to do it in a perfect world, I would do your first direct mail letter the second week of November, and I would come up with a more personalized, focused letter to people the middle of December. That's typically your best approach. And then somewhere in between, you've got your email marketing, and then you've got Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, a perfect balance with that. Now, some of you, once again, may be feeling really overwhelmed and all you can do is just one letter, then get that out in mid-November. But follow up on some of these people, especially your current people. Probably yeah. wouldn't do it with my prospects and suspects, but follow up with a phone call. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that for a typical letter, the response rate is anywhere between 2 and 8% hmm. of the people respond. You add a phone call to that, it jumps to 25% wow. response. Really? And so making that phone call and saying, Jason... This is Jim Dempsey from XYZ Ministry. Yeah. And I just wanted to find out, did you get the letter we sent? Have you had yeah. a chance to consider it? Now, Would you Jim, want to give? I don't like making phone calls. Can I use one of these recorded services that calls for me? Uh, Jason, there has got to be an AI out there somewhere that will make <laughs> phone calls for you. Well, I would put it this way. Uh, that is probably as effective as you hiring someone to take your wife out on a date <laughs> once a month. I don't think your marriage would last that long right. and people aren't going to continue to give. Yeah. It is all about the relationship. And I know you're, yeah. you're lobbing a softball in for me to hit yeah, it yeah, out yeah. of the park, I am. but I, 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 it's all about relationships yeah. and I get it, Jason, you are 100% right. There's a lot of people that would rather uh, have a root canal then pick up the phone <laughs> and talk to people on the phone but it's yeah. so important that yeah. you follow and i think you're going to be surprised at how many of those phone calls you really love and enjoy yeah. because those people love your organization yeah. and you're probably going to be blown away by yeah. how many will want to help and and like what you're doing for sure yeah so yeah well a lot of people don't seem to answer their phones anymore because of all the spam calls oh, that we've I gotten and, i know you know yep. they don't recognize your number and so one thing that i have done recently that seems to work well with me making phone calls is i just call with my cell phone yeah and some people might be like oh i don't know if i want to you know the privacy factor or whatever right. but i don't think people really 
care, you know, no. but the thing is, is when you call from your mobile phone, it says wireless caller. Right. And it feels more authentic. Personal. Right. You know, like, oh, an actual person yeah. is calling yeah. me. Yeah. So Not I, from a boiler room somewhere. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, if you call people from the office, you know, it may not register the same way on their caller ID. Right. And so they might think it's a spam call and just right. not answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've yeah. had success with getting yeah, in touch with, with I, I've that. gotten in touch with a lot more people yeah, just yeah. calling them on my yeah. mobile phone. But you know, uh, with the advent of voicemail and everything else, it's, it's not wrong to at least leave a voicemail and say, Hey, this is Jason from the heart of Zambia. Yeah. And I just want to follow up and see if you got the letter and see what, how God has been leading you. So that's not bad. That's a, yeah. a, a great worst case scenario. Yeah. Now, again, you want to get them live. That's always the best. Yeah. Now we're going to take it even one step further. Those critical few people. Now, depending on how many critical few you have, if you've got 50 to hundred critical few, I'm not saying that you want to have a personal appointment or meeting with all of them, yeah. but I would say you'd probably want to focus on, in on at least five to 10 individuals that you want to take some time in the last six weeks of the year to meet with those people, to put before them an, an opportunity to give to your year-end campaign. Yeah. Going out to eat uh, around that time. Now, I get it. December, it's a busy time of the year. People are trying to get Christmas parties and office parties and everything else. It's a, it's a busy time of the year. So it's not the most conducive, but do your best. The, uh, the personal appointments are important and <laughs> need to make sure that you consider Giving Tuesday as part of your total plan and strategy. And keep an eye out for a podcast we've got coming up soon that'll be specifically yeah. yep. about Giving Tuesday because it's yep. an important part of your strategy. Yep. We'll talk about pulling that out as a special component and really providing hydraulics to your year-end campaign, lifting it at the right time, providing kind of a discounted offer, maybe three times a matching gift if you've got it. So that's yeah. so exciting. And yeah. talking about a matching gift, as you're starting yeah. to plan in your preparation and planning, make sure that you consider a matching gift option mm -hmm. with that. I can tell you that for me, since 2005, offering a matching gift at year end has been a game changer for me in so many of my mm -hmm. things. Going to, to lead gift people and saying, would you give a lead gift? If I, something as simple as going to five people and asking five people to give $5,000 so that I can go into year end and say, we will match Every gift of $1,200 or more up to $25,000 has been a game changer. Mm -hmm. So I would strongly encourage all of our listeners to consider adding a match component to your year-end campaign and year-end strategy. Yeah. You'd have that in your prospect letter. You'd have that in your emails, your letters to your current donors, to your mm -hmm. major donors, and especially when you're going in to meet with people face-to-face. -face. And of course, in your end uh, for your yeah. Giving Tuesday. Well, and with Giving Tuesday, it's actually you want to have like a double or triple match. Right, that's you right. You know, because that's yeah. where the sale comes right. in. You know, we talk about that a lot in our Giving Tuesday podcast that's uh, coming up soon. Right. So definitely don't miss that. Right. Um, but you definitely want to incorporate, you know, the matching gift yep. in the year end campaign. Yep. 
Jason, this year-end campaign is yeah. an exciting time. This time mm-hmm. of the year is one of my favorite times of the year. Yep. Is it busy? Absolutely. Is it going to take a lot of your time and effort? Absolutely. But I can tell you, every minute that you give to this will be well worth it in the end when yep. you get fully funded by year-end. And yep. that's the that's the, yep. the focus. So Well, and we put together all these points into a concise PDF document. So I'm going to put a QR code on the screen for you. And if you skip scan this code, it will take you to a place where you can download the PDF. Uh, This is just a real quick summary of everything we've talked about, and it will act as your guide for the year-end campaign. If you don't have the ability to scan the code, um, we'll put the link in the description uh, so you can click on that. Uh, But definitely take advantage of that because um, it's just going to take everything we talked about in this podcast and boil it all down for you and you can print it out and have it next to you as you're going through your year-end giving season. So um, while you're clicking around and doing stuff, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to our podcast because we release weekly podcast episodes for nonprofit leaders, uh, for ministry leaders, for people involved in uh, pregnancy centers and homeless shelters and Christian schools and anything nonprofit really yeah. is we, yeah. our heart is that we really want to see you guys get fully funded. And what we mean right. is we want to help you accomplish your dreams. Get you past know? just survival. We want to help you get past surviving and we yeah. want to help you get to the point where you're thriving, thriving. right? You know, um, Jim, you always said that uh, there's plenty of board meetings at right. nonprofits who just sit around trying to figure out how are we going to pay the bills. Right. Yeah. And uh, I know you've often said um, boards are surprised after getting trained by the fundraising masterminds that they don't have to sit around and figure out how to pay the bills anymore. They they have to talk about how they're going to spend the money. And they can dream big dreams. Yeah. Absolutely. I see that a lot after individuals yeah. doing the perfect vision dinner. So we have a lot of free resources for you on this podcast. Uh, we are releasing weekly podcasts so they're building up and it's starting to become a library of resources uh, for you as a nonprofit leader Uh, but we also have a coaching program that we release two times a year Uh, the coaching program is called the perfect vision dinner and it is one of the best ways for you to uh, attract new people to your organization and to grow your partner base Um, it is I, I can't tell you how amazing this program is working for people. I mean, we're seeing people who typically would raise maybe 50 to 100,000 yeah. at a dinner, raising two to 300,000. We've seen people who typically would do 200,000, they're raising 400,000. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing people just blow past what they typically do. Yeah. Um, and it's because we've really figured out a formula of a lot of little things that you can tweak and change. And it's kind of like putting a rocket booster yeah, uh, onto, onto yeah, your back yeah. and just flying off yeah. to the moon. Yeah. Whoa, wait a second, Jason. <laughs> How can I afford another course? Well, I would say you can't afford not to take this course because if we're going to help you raise you know, 50% more money by taking this course, uh, I would say the course is going to probably pay for itself 10 times over. Wow. You know, um, yeah. so it's definitely worth looking into. In fact, if you have a dinner coming up this spring, um, now is the time to 
get into the course. We typically open the course in October and we typically open the course in May. There's a there's two times a year where the course is open for about a month and you have to enroll because it's a live course. Right. right? We have it's a three legged stool, we like to right. say, right? Yes, we have exactly. video training right. that's mixed with live coaching calls every week. Right. That's mixed with a live online community. Right. Um, that you know our alumni from the previous courses, yep. right? We so, share, it's shared experiences. Yeah, and so all of this is uh, designed to help you raise the funding that you need even more than what you think you need. Um, and it's all wrapped up into this Perfect Vision Dinner course. If it's October right now, we probably have enrollment open. And yes. if you go to our website, fundraisingmasterminds.net, and you see that it says enroll now, you better jump on that because it's only going to be open for about a month yeah, and then we close it down. Window. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our website and it says join the waiting list, then you've got to join the waiting list uh, because uh, we will be, uh, then for sure join, if it says join the waiting list, then for sure join the waiting list because we typically will email the people on the waiting list for the next time yeah. the course opens and we usually do an early bird special yeah. for yeah. those people. Well, because our course it fills up so quickly, we go to the waiting list first yeah. and we give them first priority for the next class. Yep. And as a result, we also give special discounts because you took the time to get on the wait list. Well, Jim, it's been a really good episode. Yes, Thank you so much absolutely. for your insight into oh. the year in giving and once again my favorite time of the year yeah any final words you want to share with our audience well just as i have said way too many times probably on this broadcast it's just so important to start early plan ahead whether it's giving tuesday or whether it's your total year-end campaign yeah. start early don't wait to the last minute yeah and don't forget about giving tuesday it's yes, coming up soon absolutely. it'll be here before you know it be sure to look out for that giving tuesday podcast i'm pretty sure it's coming down the pipeline pretty soon but thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Fundraising Masterminds. We will see you next week. Take care. Take care.